We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Well, good afternoon and welcome to today's Kilkenny Today. Morris O'Connor back with you as usual on the Tuesday, 5th of January here in Community Radio. Well, I suppose it is the 5th of January everywhere else as well. But anyway, um, never mind. Uh, before we go on with today's show, um, I've just literally just heard that um, uh, death notice there for Johnny Kerwin. And I'd just like to, I suppose not, even that he may, may not have family or anything like that, but I'd just like to express my own condolences and sympathies and sorrow on Johnny's death. Uh, Johnny was, I suppose, an acquaintance of mine. I would have met him up and down Gradestown Lane, um, where he lived over the years while I'd be walking the dog and Johnny would be coming or going on his motorbike or in the car um, on his way in and out of town and would always stop and have a chat and ask me how things were going on the radio. He was a great listener to, here to Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Uh, always an avid listener was asking me did I know everybody and how are they, everybody getting on in there and all the ins and outs of things and he'd be telling me a little bit about his own life story from working in the brewery and where he retired to and eventually moving out here to Raidstown. Um, very sad day, um, very sad day indeed. Um, Pearl Johnny was a lovely man, a lovely man indeed for, for those of you who didn't know him and may he rest in peace. Um, I just hope for his sake that it wasn't COVID um, that got him. I know he hadn't been well last year, um, early last year. I think he hadn't been terribly well and had been convalescing up in Castlecomer. But uh, I haven't met him since and i um, very sad to hear of his death there. Anyway, that was Johnny Kerwin, RIP. Now, uh, later on in today's show, uh, we're going to have a kind of connection between the last two items. Um, we'll be hearing um, towards the end of the show from Rory Broderick and Broderick's music, kind of part of the series that, we were, that we've were we been doing on and off over the last couple of months here on Community Radio Kilkenny City, particularly on the Kilkenny Today shows where we've been trying to feature local businesses and uh, have a chat with them about how they've been getting on during the pandemic. So Rory Broderick from Broderick's music will be joining us uh, around about quarter to six or there or thereabouts on the show. It wouldn't be quarter to six if you're listening in the morning, on the Wednesday morning, good morning too if you are, but it'll be towards the end of the show. But before that, we've kind of linked, uh, it's kind of related item because um, Broderick's Music did the sound production for a series of gigs that were recorded in Clears Bar and Theatre down in Irishtown and they're going to be made available um, in the coming days. They were uh, supported, I think, by some government funding and lots of local and um, national and internationally known artists contributed to some performances. So we'll be talking to Johnny Holden from Clears Bar and Theatre as well um, in the mid towards the middle of the show. We don't have parish news for you, of course, today, given the circumstances, but uh, as soon as there is anything to bring you on the parish news, of course, we'll reinstate that feature and we'll do that, as I said, as soon as we can. Now, I thought we'd kick off today's show um, a little bit late, maybe with these particular um, pieces of audio, but uh, they kind of wrap up the last year, 2020, and continue on and uh, introduce uh, 2021. 
Governor Heron, um, President Michael D. Higgins. And we have uh, two messages from um, President Michael D. Higgins for you. One was uh, one he broadcast and uh, put up on YouTube and on his uh, Uchtaran's website around uh, a Christmas and New Year message to us all. And the second one is um, very relevant now, considering the lockdowns we've gone back into and the severity of that um, around, um, I think it's titled, Let's Do Our Almighty Best to Suppress This Virus. So we'll take the first one first. Anyway, it's a message from Uchtaran the and President Michael D. Higgins, um, greeting everybody for Christmas last year and indeed the new year. Marukhtarana Heron, as President of Ireland, may I send each and every one of you greetings and my warmest wishes for a peaceful and happy Christmas. What a year we have had, a year in which we have lost so many to this pandemic and during which the lives of so many of our people have been changed utterly as we made our shared efforts to protect each other. In 2020, as we came together to meet the challenge of a global pandemic, we were called on to undertake a demanding adjustment to our way of life, one that has required considerable resilience, self-sacrifice and compassion from us all. May I as President say how gratifying it has been to see the great expression of generosity that has been demonstrated throughout this difficult time. We all have been so fortunate to have delivered for our welfare countless examples of self-sacrifice on the part of essential workers, neighbours and family members, all doing their utmost to lessen the isolation and disruption that this year has brought. When we reflect on our recent experiences, this Christmas, this spirit of solidarity can be our guiding light as we proceed onwards towards a new year that will offer us our challenges, but which we can approach with hope as a result of what we have been doing together. Working together on this project of controlling COVID-19, as it impinges on our lives, requires the best of us all. We need not only to speak the language of citizenship, but to deliver it and to share it as we encourage each other to have a vision of the light that will surely come if we work as one, renewing and redoubling our efforts to suppress the coronavirus. Invoking solidarity requires us, of course, to understand the vulnerability of others. For all of us, 2020 has been a challenging year. For vulnerable groups, however, the impact of COVID-19 has been greatly magnified. May I suggest that the compassion care and empathy we extend to such groups will define how history will recall these times. We have learned in recent months that kindness is a precious commodity, reflecting a collective concern for all with whom we share a mutual space. We've seen so many examples of good citizens placing the common good above their own wants, making sacrifices as they think beyond the self in the protection of others. The Christmas story of a journey to Bethlehem is a founding story of a long and difficult journey and is invoked as the source of a new dawn and the birth of a new and better world for all. Christmas has always signified a moment of hope and the revival of hope, a moment of finding encouragement even in the most difficult and trying of circumstances. Today, we share in the grief of those who have lost loved ones this year.
We share too the pain of those whose lives and livelihoods have been changed and who face uncertainty for the future. And we stand with our friends, family members and neighbours who have experienced isolation and being separated from those who previously sustained them. We also remember this year, in a special way, the many who have been unable to travel to be with loved ones, but who I know will be connected in spirit during the festive season. Let us, however, continue to journey forward in a spirit of hope and solidarity. As we stand at a defining moment in our nation's history, let us choose together how we wish to write this next chapter, how we wish to shape a new Ireland waiting to be born. It is an Ireland which can be the better for our reflection on what it is that we wish to value, an Ireland that can better address our shared existence, our shared vulnerability and our interdependence, all of our relationships. Today, as we move beyond the winter solstice towards the longer, warmer days to come, let us renew our sense of wonderful possibilities yet to be realised and resolve to journey forward in a spirit of solidarity, of sensitivity to memories to be recalled and of forgiveness sought and offered so that together we can navigate our way safely and with joy towards that shared and brighter future. I wish you once again a happy Christmas and a new year of hope and promise. Nalik Hanadiv Galer, Berbanakt. Well, there you go. That was uh, President Michael D. Higgins' course. A little bit uh, late, I suppose, given that uh, we're uh, that bit gone beyond Christmas already. But it uh, it's uh, still a very valid kind of message and spans into the new year. And as uh, Ron Michael D. Higgins is just mentioning there, uh, the brightness coming following the solstice there that we marked uh, that was marked on December 21st last so things are gradually getting brighter in some sense anyway I think the last is the latest um, sunrise we had around this part of the world here in Kilkenny if you look at the website timeanddate.com you can get details of this sort of thing if you're interested in it the latest time of sunrise actually happened um, I think either on the 30th or the 31st of December and it was at the ungodly late hour of the morning of 8.40 a.m. It's now um, heading backwards in time, so getting earlier and earlier by about a minute or two a day. Uh, meanwhile, though, since the 21st of December, the sunset time has been getting a little bit later as well by more or less the same time. So gradually, gradually we're getting there. And um, I don't know how long it'll be before we'll start here in the old, that's a grand stretch in the day. But anyway, we'll wait for that does happen. 6 o'clock p.m. brightness is my own personal landmark, but that takes quite a while to come. Anyway, um, there was a second message then from Uchtaron Heron and President Michael D. Higgins, where he specifically addressed the issue of the pandemic and I suppose trying to encourage the kind of social solidarity that we need to suppress it, um, given the kind of lockdown we're in. Now, this was recorded before, I think, the extent and the severity of both the figures that have emerged of um, reported cases of coronavirus and the, res the government's response in terms of lockdown measures were announced. But anyway, this is a second message from Uchtaron. Michael D. Higgins, we take it now. Accordia, as we approach the end of six months of our shared struggle with the virus COVID-19, it is appropriate, perhaps, to make a reflection. Such a reflection should help us in our determination to continue our efforts of prevention, to take care, 
prevail with our health protected and the essentials of our social and economic interactions recovered with a minimum of risk. I believe that we must now, with our schools reopened, must refresh determination to give our efforts, as the late John B. Cain might put it, our almighty best. I suggest we do so on the basis of good citizenship. Yes, one's personal health is most secure when there is a good following of the public health advice. But making the effort is an achievement that goes beyond the self in the protection of others. Following the guidelines and the advice is fundamentally an act of good citizenship. I believe that the principles that might serve as guide in our renewed commitment can be based on some fundamental values that represent the best of ourselves, such as solidarity, care, compassion and kindness. We must, it goes without saying, continue to share the grief of those who have lost loved ones. We must share too the distress of those whose lives and livelihoods have been changed and address the loneliness being experienced by those who have been cut off from contact with those who previously sustained them. We must acknowledge and address the loss of the social, economic and recreational practices that were their links to life. As a sociologist, I am frankly disappointed at the scant references that have been in the discourse to what is known from research in social studies on interrelationships of both the young and the not so young, the aging, the aged, and the many who do not fit neatly into these categories. It is that valuable knowledge, for example, in social gerontology that can enable fine lines as well as broad brush strokes to be drawn in terms of policy, understanding and language. I have mentioned solidarity as an essential value guiding us as we proceed. We must acknowledge that breaches of solidarity damage and have damaged social cohesion in combating COVID. But our righteous concerns must not be allowed to dislodge us from our common purpose. That of, by following the advice in relation to public health, which we are determined to do out of good citizenship, we will together suppress the virus. Invoking solidarity requires of us, of course, an understanding of the different kinds of vulnerability that there are, the differences too in capacities and circumstances. Understanding this is what enables the fine lines that might accompany the broad brushstrokes of the measures we are taking to be drawn, drawn with sensitivity as well as with risk taken into account. I mentioned care. The transition to a post-COVID economy must be to an economy and society that has care as a central purpose. Care means we need to accept that in their implementation, all of the necessary proposals will fall on those of different capacities and resources. Compassion, I suggest, must be discernible in language as well as actions. The significance of small, low-risk gestures and processes that are part of the interactions of living for those in different categories needs to be recognised and respected. For example, 
intimacies in the process of grieving or healing. Our citizens must be empowered and encouraged to see themselves strengthened by placing themselves in the space of the vulnerability of each other. Kindness is precious. What we communicate with each other and how must not be in any form of cold language that invokes fear, but rather one that conveys a warmth, one that reflects a shared concern for us all living and working together as citizens, seeking to exercise our responsibilities stretched to the best of our capacity from an ethic of good citizenship. Being effective together on this project of defeating COVID-19 as it impinges on our lives requires positive commitments from us all and we need to speak and encourage each other to have a vision of the light that will surely come from all of our efforts when renewed and redoubled. While the rehearsal of Doomsday might have been useful perhaps on occasion in other circumstances, it is insufficient and mostly unhelpful in our present circumstances. Rather, we must encourage each other and draw strength from that. Agus nach will she fear, gor a bion genivis mois fedelin i yemav, con arm wikas a coronul a doririkas, dan a haibraha galair, ag taig dolim weil ar ar san, gach lachs gahie sna servisi riachkanaka. Na, ar nirikti a vedu agus a chreshu, let us all agree that the greatest act of appreciation we can show towards all those workers taking risks on our behalf in essential services, day and night, is to redouble our efforts to avoid infection. Let's do that together. Thank you all. It's that was President of Ireland, Uchtaron Nuhairn, Michael T. Higgins uh, there with a couple of messages for us in relation to both uh, Christmas and New Year's greetings and indeed uh, to not taking a doomsday attitude to the current pandemic and its restrictions but more so to be supportive and encouraging to one and with one another. There you go, I hope um, you found them interesting and informative. He always does come up with very poetic and flowery language at times and you do have to work hard and concentrate I think be times to really get what uh, Uktaran Heron is saying but anyway I think it's worth hearing those messages from us. By the time we took our first ad break of the, of the show here on Community Radio Kilkenny City with myself Morris O'Connor on Kilkenny today, 88.7 FM and crkc.ie of course the text number is 086 353 We'll take an ad break, we'll be back in a couple of minutes time just after these. Community Radio Kilkenny City, the voice of the Marble City. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM Welcome back to the second part of the show. Uh, good morning to you if you're listening to on the repeat. And uh, hello again if you're great to have you with us one way or the other. Now, we've no parish news for you, of course, today, as I keep saying, and we will bring it back to you as soon as there's anything to report. But, of course, all that's very much dependent on relaxation eventually, whenever that happens, of the current COVID restrictions. But in the meantime, we'll move on with the show. And I'm delighted to be joined by Johnny Holden, uh, manager of Clears Bar and Theatre in Irish Town. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Morris. How are you keeping? And uh, good afternoon, first of all. And uh, I suppose Happy New Year to yourself and uh, Paul and all the staff in there, your colleagues in there in Clears. Yeah, um, it's, it's been a tough time um, ever since the pandemic. How have you managed? 
Uh, we've got on with it. Uh, to be honest, we're, we're lucky enough. We have uh, we've great staff. Um, we uh, we've great customer, great uh, loyal customers too. Have been coming in to, to see us when we were opened. Uh, John and Phil Clear have taken care of us well here too. You know, over the last twelve months. Uh, so um, uh, it's, not, it's not ideal, obviously, but we are getting on with things. You know. Yeah, and survive in any way. It must be. It must be particularly frustrating when it's kind of an, an on again, off again experience, and you can open yeah, for a tap, while and then you have a shutdown. Yeah, the tap, tap goes off. Yeah, it'll be be off for a while, I'd say. You know, so uh, look, we're kind of lucky enough. A few things going on here uh, in the background. We're we're doing music stuff for the department yeah, of uh, tourism, yeah. culture, art, scale, talk, sport, and media. There's about a few more. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I was interested to hear about. I just spotted it there um, on the Kilkenny People and then looked on your Facebook page. And yeah. it's like if you've put together a whole series of gigs, recorded gigs. So let's, let's tell us about those. But before we get into the background of how it all came about, um, you may as well just go, go through all the, the artists and, um, and all of okay, that. Okay, yeah. It's, but it, it's an online concert series and um, it's funded by the, the Department of Tourism, Culture, Art Scale, Talk, Sports and Media. And uh, it kicks off this Friday. Uh, 8.30 p.m. This is the YouTube uh, concerts. Uh, they're all filmed here. They're all recorded here in Clears uh, back in November. Uh, the, the rundown, is, it kicks off at Sola, local Kilkenny girls, on Friday. Uh, Saturday, the 9th, uh, the Kilkennys are playing here, another local local group. Uh, Sunday, the 10th, uh, Ulton Conlon, uh, singer-songwriter from Galway. He's uh, shared the uh, stage with uh, uh, Mavis uh, Staples and... Um, many other big acts over the years. Uh, Monday the 11th, we have Mick uh, Sitter and Welch. Mick plays here every Monday night for the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. uh, he does a trad session here. Uh, Very well known. Local it would be, yeah. Uh, then the following Thursday, which is next week, the 14th, we have Ron Nushnodig uh, from Keela. he done a show here with us. Um, the f uh, following night, Friday the 15th, is Alchemy. It's a six-piece uh, uh, local uh, setup. Uh, ladies, um, uh, they do a lot of covers and they do their own original stuff as well. Uh, we had a bit of work separating them now with social distancing in the room, you know. In clears, uh, absolutely. I can well imagine. Yeah, they were, uh, some of them were on stage, some of them were off stage, you know, but uh, yeah. uh, they got on with us, they did a great job, yeah. Uh, the following uh, Saturday the 16th, then we have Pat Barrett, uh, who would have lived here in Kilkenny for a few years. A uh, great singer songwriter with uh, a band called Hedge Cools. Um, he's he's from Dublin. He he travelled down to to, to play. Uh, Sunday the seventeenth, another chap who's living locally from Wexford, uh, Clive Barnes. Uh, he's he's Sunday the seventeenth. The following week, then you're into Thursday the twenty-first. Uh, two piece, uh, two brothers from Dublin, Cry Monster Cry. Uh, Friday the twenty-second, John Black from Cork. He'll be well known at Kilkenny. He's played here several times at the Kilkenny Roots Festival and so on. Um, Saturday the twenty third, you've Liam O'Man Lee. Uh he'd be well known of course from the Hot House Flowers. Uh Sunday the twenty fourth, uh new uh, well she's around a few years, a lady called uh, Sarka Richardson. She's getting a lot of hits at the moment, she's got very popular. Uh mm -hmm. she's Sunday the twenty fourth. She did a solo kick here. Thursday the twenty eighth, uh Luanne Parrell from Wicklow. She's also living locally in Kilkenny. Um, Friday the 29th, Mary Cochran. A lot of your listeners know Mary well. Uh, Saturday the 30th. Uh, we would have over the years had a, a nice uh, in clears the last Saturday of, of uh, January. And it was always called the Elam Pipers Night. It was a fundraiser for the Elam Pipers Members Club. 
over the last couple of years they've moved it up to uh, the clubhouse because of um, popularity to be honest mm. and uh, we just held back in a couple of traditional concerts till that night which is Saturday the 30th so two guys who would have played the Inland Pipe night over the years uh, Tommy Fitzharris and uh, uh, Mick McCauley from uh, Solids uh, I'm going to uh, we're going to air their gigs that night Saturday the 30th right. so and that's a, that's a whole stream and he's playing with Brian Mooney and Saturday the 30th the same night at 9.45 I'm just looking at the list here Mick uh, McCauley will play with uh, Paddy Clear and uh, right. all the gigs are on at 8.30pm you can see him on our Facebook page and um, that's it it's just an English we get rid of the feedback there for a sec. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Three-week series, really, of, of all different gigs. Um, and yeah. there's no no mention of money there at all, Johnny. So can I take it that they're all free to click into and just watch from your Facebook they're page? They're all free to click into, yep. yep. They're, all, they're, all, uh, they're all funded by the department. Yep, that's right. Yeah, that's great. And then uh, if anybody misses any of them, will they be up on YouTube or left up on your Facebook page then for people to watch uh, at their own? Maybe for a while, yeah. Not all of them. Some of them, uh, depends on the act. Some of them want them kind of taken down uh, afterwards, you know. Uh, so right. we're kind of treating them as a, as a concert to go to, we'll say. Right, yeah. You know, attend yeah. So yeah. that's what we're kind of promoting it in, uh, as 8.30pm each night. So people uh, tune in at that time. Um most of them will be left up, you know, but they won't, not forever. And some, some of the acts want them taken down afterwards. You so know, you can so just click um, into Facebook and kind of close your eyes and imagine that you're there in the yeah. in the back theatre. Well, look, there's no, there's no hurling. Football is terrible. Uh, you know, people are sick of uh, EastEnders and Cagney and Lacey. So... Something different to look at in January, you know. Absolutely. Ah, oh, no, it's great. It's a great old program. I mean, it sounds like as if it it took uh, an awful lot of effort to put together, Johnny. So, where, when did the thinking around this um, start, and and whose whose idea was it, and how did it move on then from getting them all ready for sticking up individually now on the Facebook page over the next few weeks? Yeah, it all started probably mid mid to late August. Uh, it was a group of people got. Uh, it was basically a WhatsApp group set up. I was added on to it for Cliff from Clears. There's a lady in Dublin called Una Malai put it together. And uh, she runs a venue called uh, Lost Lane. And um, she she's a, an agent and manager, like so Lisa Hannigan, and David Case, these kind of guys. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, and she um, got the ball, got the conversation going on, on a WhatsApp group. And quickly enough, they, they, they set out criteria. You know, you'd have to have a separate room as a venue. Uh, you'd have to... Um, have a have a history of putting uh, you know a, a tradition of putting music on and live events and and uh, you look for venues around the country she the top of her head and she 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 knew kind of who she was looking for they then they set up a committee and um, the group was formed and there's 24 plus venues at the moment on it it's called the Live Venue Collective there's a website uh, put together uh, we're on it for Kilkenny uh, Clears and the set in Langtons are um around as well. Uh, Stephen Butler uh, looks after uh, Labyrinth Management to post gigs in uh, Kansas Cathedral uh, set and um, where's the other place? Uh, Ballykeef Amphitheatre. He looks yeah. after all the social kind of stuff and the website so, and so on. You know? So with all of those and, um, venues that are part of the Live Venue Collective, Johnny, then does that, does that mean that they all have access to these gigs or have they all done their own kind of individual programmes? Of gigs? They've all done their own individual programmes. So basically they got together 
uh, and uh, formed the, the, the collective. And the thinking behind it was there was a there was a pilot scheme coming up and uh, being um, award, awarded a grant. A grant's been awarded for five million euros was been made available uh, for live music and from the department. And basically, the thinking behind it was if we went on our own, we wouldn't have much chance of getting anywhere. So if we went as a group and put together a good uh, a good package, we'll say, uh, we'd have a better chance. And the department loved it. They loved yeah, uh, the fact that all these small grassroots venues around the country, the likes of, uh, like we would consider a small venue, a small, medium and large, the set would be a large place, Wheelands would be large, uh, we'd be small, Cocklands and Cork, the Barrows and Clown and Kilty, the Washi and Dove. Right. No, there's a, there's, a, there's a website, livevenuecollective.ie, you can see them all out. And um, mm. we all got together, so the committee then was formed, they, they uh, uh, put together proposals and sent into the department, to a lot of conversations with the department, and um, basically they, they awarded the funding, they were successful, so uh, we were granted, uh, I think it's tune of 38,000, and um, we had to, basically we were in a vehicle to get the money out to artists, uh, sound men, engineers, uh, lighting guys. Um, so, so that's the idea behind it. We we get a few bob out of it, like through. I was going to say, I mean, you'd, you'd fully deserve a few bob because, um, like all, I presume every single one of those gigs that you you listed, they were all filmed in clears. Oh, they were, yeah, they're all filmed yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, they were all filmed here over over just over a week, and um, they were all lined up. Uh, basically, look, we had to do a quick. The grant was awarded on the fourth of November. And it has to be used by twentieth of December, so it didn't give us much time. And if we were to, going to be opened uh, on the fifth of December, we, we, we need the room back because of social distancing, you know. So we, we had to get it done quickly. Yeah, that was, and, that was uh, very fast. It was good bit of work, you know, to get it done over in a couple of weeks, you know. So we, we got it, we got it done. Uh, everybody played ball. Uh, the, the Dice Men Productions they, they did the film and the videography. They did a great work. Um, Roderick's did a great job in the sound. Yeah, we'll be talking uh, to Some of the videos have come back now, to me. Yeah. They, they, um, they, they look great. Uh, people are probably wondering, uh, how, how did you do it on Level 5? Uh, we came under broadcasting laws, uh, Section 9B of the Living with COVID plan. Uh, people are allowed to travel between counties to go to a broadcast because they're going to work. Oh, I see. Uh, going to a I suppose it might have been noticeable if you were hawk-eyed and down in Irishtown and watching... The door clears. Yeah, um, the door open every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> and go logging in gear. Yeah, yeah. Each each of them were given a letter, sent a letter by me. All the all the acts, and right. um, they had it like as we were stopped. You know, they'd have their piece of paper to say this is where they were going. And yeah, we'll go back to home that night and so on. Like you know. So, well, it's um, a great. Uh, it's a great old list of, of gigs, and we're looking forward to clicking into as many of them as I can. Um, starting on Friday the eighth at eight thirty, and we have to. I'll have to. I must print out the list anyway, so I'll stick it up in the fridge, so I won't forget. Um, and it's great that you, you did get the support, and that there's money that there was a few bob in it for yourselves. Um, just yeah. just one other quick thing before we let you go, then Johnny. It's severe lockdown again, so you're not you're not open again. But hopefully, with the old vaccines coming along and all the rest, um, over a few months' time. Is there any kind of advanced thinking or how, what are your feelings about how the year is going to pan out? I mean, you'd, you'd be involved in podcasts and routes and cat laughs if they were all going yeah. ahead. Is there any sense of what might or mightn't be happening this year yet? Yeah, well, I think John Clear was uh, meeting with his committee today to discuss the, the Roots Festival in May. Uh, I'm not sure if, if it's a runner, to be honest. Uh, they were going to make some sort of announcement uh, today, tomorrow, or over the next couple of days on it. 
Um, you know yourself it's not looking great at the moment with numbers and um, you wouldn't want to be a betting man anyway trying to call it it'd be hard one to call exactly, it exactly yeah well to get, to get, to get, a, to get a lid on it it's going to take a, a month or two I'd say and you know you'd be hopeful the vaccines kick in but I don't see social distancing going away uh, anytime soon you know the vaccine will do its thing but I think you're going to have to wear your masks and social distancing and uh, wash your hands for the rest of 2021, I think, yeah. Yeah, which would, uh, which would make venues, anyway. um, venues like your own, whether for just um, the bar or indeed the, the theatre venue, very uh, difficult to, to manage with, with numbers. Yeah, well, we, we had a plan in place last, uh, last June or July to, to get gigs going in September, you know. Um, like, we would have been we would have been able to do gigs for, for 30, 35 people, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, under the regulations, but then... Uh, it, 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 we, under other circumstances down here didn't allow us to do it uh, so uh, we had to hold off and then of course we were closed down you know so yeah. um, I, I'd say we'll be doing gigs uh, next year uh, not our usual you know place full and stuff like but, yeah. uh, but you're there'll not definitely be events going on at Clears you might have to wait I'd say you could be waiting until the summer probably waiting until right. uh, so that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be too bad but I, you know, you know. I suppose in the meantime day most of them at 8.30 um, people will be able to click onto the Facebook page for Clears and at least uh, remind themselves about the inside Clears looks like and all the good times that they've had exactly, and yeah, exactly, back and relax yeah. and enjoy the music and the only thing is they won't be making their way up to your bar to buy themselves an old drink or two or whatever but anyway I suppose oh, no. yeah. well there'll be time for that again there'll be time for that again There'll be time for that again, and you'll have your, your customers back as uh, as and when they they can be. Look, it's been great talking to you, Johnny, um, and congratulations on uh, to all of you there, and, and a happy new year again to yourself and Paul and all the staff. Okay, Looks, yeah. it sounds like a great thanks, series. Thanks of for the call, together. You're very welcome, Johnny. Look after yourself. Hopefully, we we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye now. Uh, so that was that was Johnny Holden there, uh, co-manager with um, Paul, whose surname I, has slipped my mind, of Clears Bar and Theatre. And uh, the Facebook page, if you look up uh, Clears Bar and Theatre on Facebook, you'll get their Facebook page. Or else just go facebook.com slash clears, C-L-E-E-R-E-S. And the list of gigs is on the page. They're kicking off this Friday evening at 8.30pm with Sola. Uh, Johnny, John, Johnny Holden, that's... No, it's Johnny Holden there. No, it's Paul. It's the other the name that I didn't remember. Anyway, um, yeah, gigs kicking off this Friday evening at uh, the 8th of January with Sola, the, the three young local women uh, doing lovely vocal harmonies to some of their own material, some of the covers and stuff, uh, and following on from them. But it's all up and clears anyway, and look forward to seeing them and all of those gigs over the coming weeks, all the way through to the end of the month. So that'll keep us a bit distracted every now and again during the, the worst of this current lockdown. Anyway, by the time we took a second ad break here on the show and I'll be back. Following on from that, uh, Johnny did mention there, Johnny Holden mentioned that the sound and lighting was all done by Brodericks um, and indeed we'll be chatting just immediately after this break to Rory Broderick from Brodericks Music. So do stay with us here on Community Radio Kilkenny City and we'll be back in a couple of minutes time just after these. The Voice of the Black and Amber Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM And welcome back to the last part of today's Kilkenny O'Connor on the Tuesday evening and good morning to you if you're listening to the repeat on the Wednesday morning I hope you're keeping well and uh, safe and well and getting used to the latest lockdowns and uh, if you've got school children you'll be hearing a lot more as always about 
probable postponement again of school opening um, in the next few hours or so. Anyway, we'll leave that aside a little bit, somewhat aside anyway, for the next little while because I'm delighted to be joined on the line. We've got a mention there when I was talking to Johnny Holden just there about their series of gigs and clears the online concert series that are going to be on from streamed on their website from Friday the 8th all the way through to Saturday the 30th. And the sound and the lighting was provided by uh, the business owned by my next guest, Rory Broderick. Good afternoon, Rory. Lovely to have Good you with us. Good afternoon, Max. How are you? I'm, I'm very well indeed, and uh, thanks for for joining us. Um, uh, that that was a nice little bit of, I suppose, um, business and flurry of very, very, very frantic flurry of activity by the sound of things. I'm um, talking to Johnny Holden that you got in relation to having to uh, put together that whole um, series of gigs there that were recorded in clears. Yeah, it was um, it was a great idea um, because um, on our end of it, it meant that uh, we done a gigs down there that involved from the artist right down to the um, for the the sake of calling them roadies sound engineers lighting engineers everybody got a turn on it yeah yeah and we um, look forward to seeing it actually it should be they should be great i'm really looking forward to seeing them myself yeah, oh, they're, they're, as well. they're great events yeah and um basically the same just the same on our end with the same as doing uh, a live gig except there's no people there yeah, well, in a way that kind of probably changes the way the the sound the, the guy managing the sound desk would be would be working with it, and they wouldn't have to contend with um, whatever the damping effects or the effects of live audience sound and all oh, the rest. No, anyway, no. Um, it'd be it'll be fascinating to see anyway, and I'm sure you've done you probably yourself and that the lads have done it. I suppose it was a kind of a a bright end in a way to uh, probably a very difficult year for you last year. Oh, it was. It was um, it was a very very hard year. Um, because as you know, I've the music shop, and we do the main part of the business is the hire, and that has been uh, totally shut down since March. Yeah. So yeah. to get those gigs down and clears, and there was also a, a couple that went on over the set too. So they were, uh, oh God, it was a gift to get them. Yeah. Not, not, yeah. not just for me, but for all the, the chaps who work for me to to get back working for a, a couple of weeks and to get, I suppose, a few bob for the Christmas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, because yeah. I mean, it's, no doubt you've been very badly affected. Of course, you have you have several strands to the business. You mentioned the the hiring um, business there, but you have the shop itself, and then you have the studio um, beside yeah. the shop. So I presume the studio probably went very, very quiet for you very quickly, didn't? Yeah, the studio. If we have to shut the, the studio, it was open for a couple of weeks there, back on the, the couple of weeks ago when things opened up, but it's shut again because. Um, as you know, as you, as you know well yourself, a studio is a very enclosed area, and there's not a lot of um, room to have a lot of people in it. So the safest thing was just to shut it for the meantime. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you could do very small, maybe some solo act recordings or something there, but maybe it ventilation is, is the issue. You don't want to be having anything it, that makes any extraneous noises. You just want to hear clean sound. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's hard. It's hard to do it in a studio to. If a chap is trying to set up microphones and, and put on headphones and put on pop shields and stuff like that, and there's other people in the room, it's terrible hard to walk around it. Yeah, yeah, so you've had to. And how's, how's the shop been going? Because I noticed, actually, I, I have to tell you, I just ordered something off the website earlier on this afternoon. Um, oh, but uh, I noticed, I noticed the, the, the shop was, it looked, the website looks great, plenty of things on it. So has yeah. this going? A lot of effort. A lot of effort went into that website um, on the very first lock lockdown we spent a, a huge amount of time trying to set that up and it takes a lot of work because we've done it ourselves so 
like it takes every item you have to put up a photograph and a description of it and it takes probably 15 20 minutes to put up each item on it and yeah. as you can see on the website there's a lot of items on it at the moment Absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't be at all surprised if you if you were doing that sort of thing. You might have even come across a few things that you didn't re- you didn't even realise you had in stock. Oh, I did. I did. did you? <laughs> As I told one person, when the lockdown came first, um, the first thing I done was tidy up the shop. And as I said, I, I found spiders that were older than myself in it. <laughs> well, I don't think you'd be putting the spiders up for sale on the website, but anyway. Not, not, not yet. No, not no yet. but I suppose if it came, well, fair to you if you did. If there's anything musical that you could be got out of a spider, you can sell them. Um, that'd be great. But yeah, there, there is a huge range of stuff there up on, on the website, and anybody who's interested or anybody who's feeling the need for anything, um, yeah, I'd rec- highly recommend uh, go up onto the website there, broderick'smusic.com. Yeah, uh, we, we, the website now has done well for me. It just, like, I, as I say, a lot of hard work went into it, but it started to pay off. Like, I won't mm. say it's, it's huge, but it does, like, I get a couple of sales every week off it. Yeah, which keep, yeah. Which keeps the whole thing, sort of gives me something to do and keeps the whole thing tipping over. And, like, I, I was down in the shop now today, but the shop is closed, but we're doing click and collect, and I, I, I'm on the internet all day today just putting up more items and, constantly right, updating right. it you know so so if I, if I got you right there the the pandemic really was the stimulus for you to put a huge effort into the website was it was it a kind of just a minor aspect of business because everybody kind of has to have one anyway um, and before the yeah. pandemic for you well yeah so it's just a thing to have there um nearly just to have your phone number out there people would look up the website and then call you but since the pandemic put a huge effort into it and now people are actually they're actually using it even when they're at Christmas when people could go to the shops a lot of people didn't come to the shop to just bought online local people which was handy you know yeah yeah handy but I suppose it gave you it gave you the introduce the extra business thing of the logistics of the yeah. delivery which I'm sure you're, you're able to get your head around oh, yeah. or manage anyway yeah um, because I know you do have you do have a decent sized van or two anyway and I've seen yeah. it around, around about the town and the normal course of events when when you'd be renting out the equipment for various different things around town you'd often see the van driving around town so oh, yeah. Christmas 2020 did it did it work out okay for you then with, with between the website and the bit of footfall up, up new building lane yeah it was and like, the, like there's a lot of government help out there which we utilise you know and, and I can't complain about that either um, I, I think the government what the, they've done to keep businesses open was a huge help to me anyhow um, mm. you know with all these different packages to have and rates rebates mm. and all that you know yeah. Yes. And in the in the normal course of events, Rory, like, is there how, how does your business go? It, does it have big apart from Christmas, which is a big one for everybody? I think in the retail trade, is there a kind of seasonal pattern at all to the to the business or the different strands of the business? I do would be um, so January and February normally would be the quite the quite months. Um, but that would be in the shop end. But on the higher end, it's can be an extremely busy time of the year because on a normal year we would have all the pantomimes and school shows and stuff like that um, which none of them are happening now this year and then you come to Patrick's Day and then you have the Patrick's Day Parade and that sort of kicks off the whole tourist season particularly for the higher but then you have the tourists coming into town and coming into the shops for bow rods and tin whistles so it's sort of between, between the higher and the shop it's an all round year-round business, you 
Yeah, and I suppose the studio is very much local, really. And um, yeah, even though now there's a lot of acts come come down from Dublin and stuff come into it because uh, Thomas, the sound engineer who runs it, like has a great reputation. He's well known all over the country. That's Thomas Donahue. Thomas Donahue, you know, probably know oh, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Know the name? Yeah, no, yeah, I've come across him a a couple of times. Yeah, he yeah, has a great name for himself. Oh, that's good. It's, well, it's great to have a draw. Yeah, down. Yeah. Of course, it's a lovely, lovely place to come um, for for artists to come and record and then sample the delights of Kilkenny while they're down here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. have it always then if they get stuck for a plectrum or anything, the shop is right beside so they're able to get it. Well, indeed. Well, very handy, right, to have that. Yeah, as well. yeah. And it's probably not every recording studio that would have that kind of access to, to equipment. Um, to oh, no, and then the other yeah. side of that is because, because we're huge into the higher, if they need um, a different type of guitar or they need a something a keyboard and they haven't brought one with them they can come out to us and we just hire a tool and just surround you just down the lane and in another door mm, so they have mm, access to a huge amount of hire equipment that way so it's great so it's quite a quite a unique um, kind of a very particular uh, selling points you have there for the, the for the studio hopefully you can you can promote that very well and I know it's, it's up there right as one of the the, uh, the items are the menu offerings uh, on the, the website yeah. where people can see if they do go and they can see presumably what um, what the studio's uh, service is all is all about and what to do. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing that I was curious about, um, Rory, just to, to get your sense of um, and now that you're, you're you know you're up online and people can see the wide huge wide range of stock that you have, but of course it brings you even into sharper focus in a way I suppose with with competition with. The massive international kind of um, online music equipment retailers, and we won't mention any names, of course. No, um, but you, you know who they are. I um, do. How, how is how is how is it anyway? Like even before you, you you went seriously online, how is it trying to compete with those? And um, has that changed at all for you through the pandemic time or in recent months? It, yeah, it has. It's very hard to compete against them because they have massive websites, and there's a misconception about them um, which a lot of people discovered when they start buying through local websites or Irish websites there's two people who, who bought online off me over the telephone saw the product online and just rang up about and two people out of that commented God we thought you'd be way dearer than the internet sites and I said what do you mean oh I thought you'd be way dearer sure we'd normally buy our stuff off so and so and God we thought you'd be way dearer we didn't realise that Irish shops could be as competitive as the foreign shops hmm. well that's a great there isn't it really because you know and it is it just really brings home the the kind of the shop around point and yeah. the, the benefit of shopping local as well which we always oh, try yeah. and highlight here in community radio Kilkenny city yeah and the other the other thing is when people buy guitars which you probably know a guitar needs to be set up and needs to be when it comes into the shop it has to be taken out of the box and tuned up and the uh, adjusted and the bridge adjusted and the neck adjusted on it to make it play right most mm. um, international websites don't do that when you buy a guitar off an international website it just arrives in your door and it's your problem then mm. and what, do, do you like in that in that sort of thing I'm sure you've seen and I've seen it kind of from years back I've always had a fascination with music instruments and music instrument shops and stuff and even from when I was living in Dublin and working around the central town and going in and out of the likes of Walton's you'd always see people who looked like as if they could be sitting there all day long twiddling around particularly with guitars and playing them and trying all sorts of different types and possibly never even buying oh, yeah. get yeah. a bit of that kind of tire kicking and people will then go off maybe and shop online for it well, yeah, but I do always say to people about that. Um, if you come into a shop and try a guitar that's off the wall, 
there could be two identical guitars, same make, same model number, made the same day, but could, two, could have two completely different feels to them. Mm-hmm. You know, one might, you might take up one and say, that's an awful guitar, and take up the one beside it, it's identical, and say, God, that's lovely. Yeah, because you'd never get that on a, on, uh, buying online. You're just yeah, taking your chances, aren't you? Oh, you're just taking your chance, yeah. And the amount of people get cost, like, there's, there's a lot of people bring up their instruments that they brought in line to get them set up and started out from. Yeah. Yeah, which, of course, is all part of the service that you can provide that you want to get. Oh, yeah, we provide all that. I know the other part of the service, which you're very, it's not kind of, you don't think you advertise it on the website, but you do provide, and I know I avail of it myself. One time I was asking for a a long, long time ago for a drumming teacher for my youngest lad and uh, you oh, referred yeah. me to one extremely well-known lad by the name of Jeremy Hickey and uh, oh, Jeremy, I've been yeah. delighted and my yeah. um, my youngest uh, had an incredibly good experience with Jeremy. So that's again, referring people to music teachers I think is um, one of the great things about local music shops like your own. Oh yeah, and we have some of the best in Kilkenny with some of the best music teachers going. Like, as I said, Jeremy was a top-class drummer. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So look, um, it's been lovely talking to you anyway, Rory. Hopefully um, things will go well for you throughout uh, 2021. And as um, Mick or Johnny Holden was saying to me, there are no particular certainties yet around resumption of live gigs, let alone festivals. But hopefully they will resume soon enough and you'll be back um, at the centre of them with yourself and and the lads in the shop. So best wishes to you you for whatever you can make out of 2021 anyway, uh, Rory. And thanks a million for joining us. Thanks very much, Maris. Thanks. Thank you. So thank You're you. very welcome. Very welcome. Thanks, Rory. Uh, that was Shop Roderick's music is up on New Building Lane there, off um, uh, just up the lane from uh, off off High Street or in Irish Town, up that direction exactly. Anyway. Um, there thereabouts but you can find them anyway brodericksmusic.com online and great website loads and loads of stuff and as I said I did order something there just uh, earlier on this afternoon so I'm looking forward to taking delivery of that nothing I can play by the way uh, but anyway I did order something it's about time we left you now for today's show it's been lovely having you with us as usual um, I'll be back again with you on Friday with Little Kilkenny today thanks a million to Mick Cummins for driving the desk for me today um, for Anne Nolan as well as usual for helping me out with the production of the show and uh, to my guests, Rory Broderick there from Broderick's Music, Johnny Holden um, before that, and uh, I, I suppose I can't personally thank Hooks on the and Michael D. Higgins, but it was good to hear from him anyway. Take care of yourselves until Friday. I look forward to being back with you again um, then for another Kilkenny today, 5pm as usual. All the best. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM.